Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Men. And this is Evil Men, where we talk everything evil men. What they're wearing, what they're doing, what they're getting up to, whether they're at cons this summer. Uh, or whether they're yeah. in a boat on the... Uh, or the ca- World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Evil. Yeah. And who they're having sex with. Hong Kong. And who they're DMing privately. Who do you yes. think Bill Gates or uh, George Soros is DMing privately <laughs> to try and uh, you know, get a date or get some pics? Hello, what? Seven from Stranger Things. Do you have any dating advice? <laughs> <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't someone do that? Didn't Drake? Drake did that. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently. You know, um, I, boy. someone the other day was talking to us and showed us a screenshot of a thirst trap. You know, a sexy photo on, on Instagram. Have <laughs> you all heard about these things, yeah. these thirst traps? Yes. And, and it was like a little joke because someone we know had liked it. <laughs> and we all went, ha ha, that's funny that, that that guy liked that thirst trap. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> just thinking of, of Bill Gates or George Soros liking, being caught liking a sexy thirst trap is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. I, Soros would be like, George, get in here. I need to talk to you. Yeah, what he, is this? Yeah. Oh, I was just trying like, to be supportive. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't I like Ted Cruz or someone like that. Like, yes. Where they were liking porn tweets. He liked to. Porn tweet. I think he's even accidentally yeah. tweeted a porn or, or something like that. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. And, he, and he said it was a virus or something. The great, the founding fathers also would have liked <laughs> this type of pornography. I have a virus. It's called burning loins. <laughs> I, uh, it feels like liking a sexy photo. There's not really a lot of upsides to it, really. And why, why would you say that, James? Well, because... Then people can see that you're horny. <laughs> but then that serves you because then people know, like, okay, yeah. James likes this type of thing. I know this in the future. So, like, uh, an algorithm. Yeah, now yeah. I have a perfect list of all the horny boys. <laughs> that's what the beautiful women think. And, uh, I guess or that's whoever true. is liking what. Yeah. I guess that's true. It's Some- good to, like, you know, here's the thing mm. if you want something, it's good to not just assume that everybody knows that. Sometimes yeah. you have to put yourself out there and let them know, hey, I want this. But what if you're a married man? <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck it. <laughs> well, I know one thing about Just you, James. Go for it. <laughs> you always like every, you follow a bunch of um, Marilyn Monroe accounts, <laughs> and you like every picture yeah, of yeah, Marilyn yeah. Monroe that they post. Uh, specifically, the uh, air vent blowing the dress up. That's well, your favorite like photo on Earth. Scene, and you always you know, comment like, this picture doesn't get posted enough. Please post it more. <laughs> and you make a big deal about that. I don't know why that resonates with you specifically. Ah, but, and you're uh, commenting, ah, to be some air. <laughs> and also like, geez, wish I was the ah, air to be great. under that gutter. Yeah, with yeah. A, yeah. I wish I was a man made out of air from another <laughs> planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I saw you, you did email like a VR tech company saying like, here's something you guys should work on. Mm. Make a Marilyn Monroe dress blowing up VR experience for some of us who are fans <laughs> of the late great Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it it's uh it is a good idea. You put on a VR helmet and then you're living in the sewer like Pennywise the clown and then you glance up and like hey Marilyn Monroe. Speaking of VR, James, you're playing Elden Ring right now? Yeah. And it's really hard for you right now? 
No, I mean I was just joking. It's it's fun. But the world uh, it was is a hard game. Is it like yes. Zelda Breath of the Wild where you would actually like to live in that world? No. It's not it's, beautiful? It's like Zelda Breath of the Wild, but twisted. Oh god. So is it like Zelda Breath of the Wild meets The Witcher or whatever? Kind of. Okay. It's like um cuz I know what you mean. I would live in the Zelda Breath of the Wild world. Hyrule? I would live there. You live in a shack and Terrytown, and you 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 cook yourself up some stuff with the vegetables you find and some meat. And you remember that this town. Remember that cabin with the fireplace, like at the top of the snowy mountain, mm. where you do the like snowboard race on your shield. Yes, I I think I do. I would have loved to have stayed in that cabin with like a, nice, a girl. I'm pretty close. <laughs> Uh, Princess, um, what's her name? Zelda. Princess, Princess Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. Look at my uh, senior moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, senior moment. Yeah. Um, the legend of uh, who? Yeah. That's, that's Zelda is the princess. Link yeah. is the boy. Link is the boy. Zelda is the girl. Very progressive of them yeah. to name the game after Zelda and not Link. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so you're a big sci-fi head. You love outer space. Is there hmm. an outer space game that had incredible uh, world building and graphics? And- Ooh. Asteroids? Asteroids? There was one in that world of <laughs> asteroids. There was one that I was looking into because I wanted to play one during the pandemic with Amy and it, it was like you find species on a planet and oh. it was really psychedelic. Is it called like um wait, I might have played that. Uh, yeah. Oh shit, like like 15 years ago. No, no. Okay. It was a couple few Spore years ago. Spore was the one I was thinking of. That okay. was fun. No, it was a few years ago. No, I don't know. Uh, well, well, okay. Then I can't ask you the question I wanted to ask. I would like Is there a video game where you would want to actually live in that world? Well, yeah. Zelda Breath of the Wild, absolutely. Yeah. Stardew Valley, absolutely. Live in this town, farm this stuff. Don't actually have to do the physical labor, kind of, because you're just clicking buttons. Absolutely. Now, you guys know I'm not really a big video game guy, but I, I know what you're getting at. And there mm. is a sort of virtual world I'd like to live in. It's not a video game, and you're going to laugh at me, but okay. I'd love to live in the world of the Notes app. <laughs> <laughs> Just living under uh, in the hoop of a lowercase h. Yeah, <laughs> you just do whatever you yeah. want. You imagine Mike; everything's yellow around him. Yes, just lives in a very bright, highlighted yellow world, and there's some letters he just leaves. Just on. typing the word yeah. Marx and uh, <laughs> Mike, communism. Yeah, Mike's no. like I'm in heaven. No, I use it also mostly to do to write uh, joke ideas and uh, tweet ideas and uh, grocery list. So I'd be there with. Oh, sacks of oatmeal, <laughs> bananas. Mike, I wrote a joke. Chicken. You actually write grocery lists? That's good. I yes, should do it I more write often. It, I also, I'm too I, impulsive with my grocery shop. Really? I have lists yeah. too. That sounds chaotic. Because yeah. I also, I arrange my notes, my grocery list in the notes app based on the layout of the grocery store right. to get Holy it all shit. in order to do one trip around. So that I'm is in, beyond. And I'm fucking out that is beyond my capabilities I'm impre- I, I didn't take you i'm as- impressed too can i just say that this is the perfect summary of the evil men boys <laughs> two listers and a non-listy two listers and a guy who goes with the flow and actually you know what further proves that point chris i've noticed that when i drive i use ways always even if i know where i'm going because yeah. it avoids traffic and I notice you. I don't think you like to use ways. I think you like, and this isn't a criticism. Mm-hmm. I think you like to just sort of be in the moment. You're like a and bebop drive driver and figure it uh, out. Yeah. No, I use the map sometimes. The GPS. Okay. Well, 
but not in my experience. But you're like a classical but, music driver. No, not to you're no. Chris's jazz. Oh, I you're a jazz see. driver. No places where I know to go, I don't use it. Yeah, you're, you're you're saying you use it to avoid traffic and stuff. Yeah, like I used it. Oh coming no, here yeah, today. I go with the flow. I get stuck in traffic. See, I, I like to. <laughs> last year, coming back from the cottage uh, where we recorded a bunch of episodes, we were stuck under uh, an overpass coming into the city for like an hour. <laughs> but that <laughs> wasn't just me, was it? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, it's because of the city's poor infrastructure. Uh, Mike, did you yeah. write a joke in your notes? today a joke um, idea and we should say to the yeah. customers of evil men yes th- we write joke ideas into our notes because we're stand-up comedians when we're not doing this yeah i i wrote one today do you want to share one sure yeah who do you want to go first mine's called 15th century sex we oh, have a, a title for it i okay. do title my okay. notes i'm That's that great. organized when you do stand-up do you say the title of this one is yeah and i say <laughs> by chris lock okay <laughs> copyright uh, I wrote, it's funny how in the 15th century, if two people found out they wanted to make love together, they would writhe around suffering and shame for the rest of their life. The devil wants us to make love. These days, if you're feeling randy, all you have to do is go to the orgasmatron and tap your debit card. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Now I'll probably never do it live. Imagine St. Augustine knowing about that and writing his confessions. Yeah. About, like, I went and I went to the sex robot. And yeah, I, and or, it was you easy. Know, yeah. What would he think of a fleshlight? Yes, he'd write multiple chapters about that. <laughs> so many centuries of generations of people never knowing they didn't have to have so much shame. Yeah. That's a good point. No one should feel shame about anything they do. <laughs> Um, here's my app, so uh, my notes app joke, and I tweeted it. So sorry if everyone's already already knows and loves this. Oh joke. yeah, we're also on Twitter too. Yeah, we love Twitter. <laughs> we love no matter who owns it. Uh, here's my tweet. Uh, sorry, my joke draft in my notes app. No title. Like when you go to an art gallery and something just says untitled. Okay. Right? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that means like they're probably going through something. Yeah. And this is based on because uh, we have had some warm weather lately, and this is based on a real experience I had. Anyway, they should have a video game where you put sunscreen on your face, and then the sunscreen melts into your eyes, and then your eyes burn. And I tweeted that. Oh, very good. That's good. Few, few likes. Now, was this inspired <laughs> by something? Did you do this today? Yes. Or um, because I use a, a sunscreen that. You know, you put it on your forehead, and then if you sweat, yeah. okay, uh, and it's not a natural ingredient Creamy sunscreen. Eyes. Yeah, so it's like these harsh, probably not healthy chemicals stream into your eyes. So this happened to you today, and you thought, what if weekend? this was a video game? And I yes. clicked a button. And <laughs> it was a video game. <laughs> it could be the next Super Mario, next <laughs> Zelda, the next yes. Sonic. Yes. Do you use the notes app, James, to jot down your next big idea? Um... I I have a little notebook, so I don't usually do it in the analog. App. Yeah, but I, I do have use a little notebook too. But yeah, I use the notes app for shopping, like Mike. Um, <laughs> do you arrange your shopping list uh, based on the store's no, app, uh, layout? I, I'm really impressed by that because I well, you, thank you. you are. I know you're, you know, an organized, put together <laughs> man, but I didn't think to that degree. Well, it just makes. Is there it, a map and like a legend of what yeah. weapon you need for each section of the grocery store? There be dragons. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Yeah, there's a ship. There's a, a guy. What's his name? The guy who leads you through Hades. Who is that? Uh, oh. River of Sticks guy. Sharon. 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 No, not Sharon Stone. Oh. Although, if he did want to not wear panties and uncross <laughs> his legs, I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn him down. I wouldn't turn him down. Yeah. Um, basic I, instinct i would at least get a photo with him um but yeah i have uh it's just the map is in my mind and sometimes when they rearrange the 
the layout of the store, suddenly your notes are worthless and you're back to square one and you don't know where, say, the eggs are. By the way, speaking of old mythology, last episode, or I can't remember if it was last episode or the bonus, we were joking that you were from Ajax and you said not named after the god of war. Ajax was actually a warrior fighting for the Achaeans in the Iliad. Yeah, Mike. Fucking idiot. If listeners could see me right now, my face is beet red and I'm trying to kill myself. (laughs) But the Trojans watching him fight would panic probably and say, this guy is a god of war. Right. Because he was really a great fighter. Well, I admit it. I admit it, listeners and Chris and James. I'm sorry that I got that wrong. I also got the name of the New Yorker mascot wrong. The guy with the top hat and the opera glass Who and the butterfly. It? I said his name is Eunice Tilly. Eunice is a, a female name traditionally. Doesn't matter. The guy's name is Eustace Tilly. So just uh, in case anyone was trying to fucking nail me, the masculine week. version of Eunice. Eustace. Um, so, okay, so you know what though? Uh, I'm brain dead all the time. So whatever. I'm fucking forget everything. <laughs> yeah. So. Now, I wouldn't mind. I really found your like uh, your initial topic of uh, what video game you'd like to live in pretty interesting. Is there yeah. one you would want to live in, Chris? Yeah. Well, High Rule, I guess too. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that exciting. I was right. basically agreeing with you right away. Oh, because okay. Breath that's... of the Wild was the one I played with my daughter beside me mm. during the beginning of the pandemic, the darkest time. Oh yeah. So yeah, wanting to escape to there was big time. I wanted to. I wanted to capture that uh, ghost unicorn that shows up by that fountain uh, that would every now and then. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, don't. man, there's all kinds of st- the big blowing fields. Even when I was doing my Happy Good podcast, I feel like I was describing lots of lands in <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's a good uh, one. Now, yeah. I remember as a kid playing the original Legend of Zelda with the, the golden yeah. cartridge, and before you'd go into the room with like the boss of the level, or Ganon, the, the big evil guy to kill i was like afraid of what he was gonna look like and it would just be like a blob of pixels but i'd be like afraid because video games are so good now are the monsters genuinely scary it's crazy it's like yeah it's like playing like an actual animation i guess Fuck. elden ring has some real like gothic horror imagery <laughs> that i'm not gonna say i'm scared but i'll raise an eyebrow you called me a few nights ago <laughs> Three in the morning, and you sounded all upset. You were out of breath. Yeah, and I was like, what's wrong? Are you in trouble? Did someone, what's happening? And you're like, I'm scared of the monster on the screen. (laughs) I said, come on, James, get yourself together. And I hung up. Yeah. You know what game I'd love to live in? Go on. Shinobi. (laughs) From Sega. Yeah. Wait. Because I I like the arm throwing the ninja stars all the time. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to do that. What about Ninja Gaiden? That's what I was saying. Ninja yeah. Gaiden, oh, similar. Yeah. What about uh, Double Dragon? You're out. You're with your brother. Yeah, and you're in some sweet. city. You're kicking yeah. people's fucking asses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was a lot of music. You got like a bandana. Yeah, you and your brother have bandanas and jean vest. Yeah, and jean vests <laughs> and jeans. And you're poor, probably, and uneducated. Probably poor, yeah, and you don't you probably, know anything. Probably don't have a. <laughs> probably know, a didn't spray go to college. Paint. Yeah. Yeah. Spray paint your name and on something. And all these dudes attacking you all look the exact same. Yeah. There's like three variations. Oh, am I thinking of bad dudes, actually? No, Double Dragon, du- I think. Double it's dragon. Double Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to live in fucking... This is going to blow your minds. I'd love to live in Dr. Mario. <laughs> I'd love to eat all pill those pills. Bottle? Yeah. yeah. And they're oh, falling. Oh, you know who'd love to live in Dr. Yeah. Mario? Or if he was still with us, R.I.P.? Marky Smith. Yes. When he saw that game, he must have 
flipped out. <laughs> Tried to eat the TV you know, screen. I don't get the joke. Is this, was he a fan of pills? Okay, yeah, lots of drugs from the fall. And, and I have to assume these yeah. aren't pills like an Advil. No, they're okay. sort of pills that keep you up all night. Let's just say that. I have something to talk about. Oh, um, can I ask? Because you had a we entered the James Zone last week. No, we this isn't the James, the James Zone. Zone. Okay, I feel okay. like the James Zone very know, special place. That's a yeah, special yeah. event. Uh, this is like the James area. The James. Mm. Anyway, yeah. forget I even the James it. area. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was interesting. So, oh on the Patreon, uh, people join, people leave. It's totally fine. Um, and we're one, a revolving door. That's a revolve. Yeah, we're the village yeah, yeah. bicycle. Everyone's yeah. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow you'll finally settle down. Yeah. Um, but it was more just interesting. Usually when people leave, they, they fill a, a little survey and they yes. say, oh, this is why I left. And it's mo- 99% it's of like, the time, it's like, oh, you know. They didn't just, like their voices. They didn't like their personalities. <laughs> we don't like Mike. Uh, I hate Mike. Yeah. Mike's annoying. No. Yeah. 99% of the time, it's like, oh, I just, you know, trying to save money. It's just like totally understandable. Yeah. But very interesting. One guy left, and I, I just noticed this today, and his reasoning was that he thought we were going to send i guess the patrons an audio clip of chris doing the beep beep voice and he was disappointed that he didn't get it which i don't did i we, don't did we say we listeners did we say we were gonna give that to you and if we did it was probably a joke everything but is we a joke that we can. say we're not too serious on this show that's the problem yeah People don't know however you know. we definitely can i mean i yeah. say let's let's put it up there i don't mind what if we burned 137 CDs for all of our patrons and put the two seconds of you going <laughs> beep beep <laughs> yeah. on it. Um, sounds like the good old days. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll i do that. I mean, to keep everyone happy. I'm, yeah. I feel really awful when someone's upset with us. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then we get a message and someone's upset and I just want everyone to know that I feel awful. <laughs> I don't like feeling bad. And when you send us a message where you're kind of upset, well, that makes me feel really bad. Wow. Uh, if you need that audio clip so much, one, why didn't you just take it from the podcast? Because <laughs> it's up there on the podcast. But two, send us your email and we'll send yeah. you the raw tape. I'll send you a WAV file, an MP3. Hell, I'll send you a... MP4 of the... Or, or AIC. AIC. Yeah, or AIFF. Name what your about format. A Name your format, yeah. sir. Name your format. Uh, except um, for vinyl. Uh, yes. Or 8-track. Uh, or cassette. <laughs> or VHS. VHS, beta. <laughs> and any other patrons <laughs> listening or any other listeners, uh, just think before you send a message. Cause I, well, he didn't really send a message, to be fair. It was like... This is uh, excuse for leaving. Well, you know, when, and I respect it too. When, it's oh just yeah, that it's totally. Fine. I'm going to therapy now. You I'm are. trying really hard to not feel bad all the time. Oh, so you know, negativity and anger—it yeah. really makes me uncomfortable because I'm uh, dealing with all of that. Well, you know, this from is, my past. <laughs> so all, this brought up all those negative feelings. That's the thing. When yeah. he said, uh, "I thought I was going to get this thing," yeah, it brought up, and it's your voice too. So it's yeah, you. that's the thing, and yeah. it made me feel like, oh, I let my dad down again. I let my mom down. <laughs> but this is not the first time we've gotten to trouble and gotten to hot water over the beep, over the yeah. beeps. Yep. Uh, well, originally, the when it was is, an mm-hmm. actual horn sound, 
Some people didn't like Everyone's that. Everyone's like, oh, every time I listen to your show, I crash my car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of get it, yes. honestly. Yes. Someone I, crashed on the 400 and caused a huge pileup because <laughs> yeah. of our podcast. <laughs> so we changed it to the fun, yeah. cute yeah. sound of you going beep beep. Ha, ha, Old ha. ladies who were just driving home uh, to uh, uh, Barry and outside of Barry, they were going mm-hmm. up uh, north to Muskoka got stuck in this collision and literally lit on fire in their car. Yeah. They tried to leave their car and they did, but they were on fire and mm-hmm. it was too late and they burnt and fell down in the snowy ground. Yeah. Of, Boy. The, of 407. No, and, the 400. And that's Jeez, not what? what we want. And that's a highway in Ontario, by the way. Yeah. Interesting. So that's all because of our little gag of a yeah. horn honking. What wow. if like... um? So maybe we're the evil men. Yeah. No horns are the evil man. I, I actually, you know what? I remember listening to Howard Stern as a teen driving into high school. Yeah. He's talking about nudity. He's talking about yeah. sex. I'm loving it. But I remember he would play, <laughs> he would play like sirens and stuff. And I remember driving and being like, "What the fuck?" Thinking there was a cop, like right. I was being pulled over, and I got tricked. So I actually sympathize with those so who didn't loved, like the beeps. You love the nudity and the sex talk, but you didn't like the. The, the ambulance the, the, horns. Yes. Or the, right. yeah, I remember okay, listening okay. to that Red Hot Chili Peppers mm-hmm. song where they're like, I like flying in an aeroplane in my aeroplane. Mm-hmm. And I was driving my car being like, am I in a fucking aeroplane though? <laughs> eject! Eject! <laughs> eject! <laughs> I've got to land this thing and drive right into a tree. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Was there anything else you want to talk about before... Uh, well, just briefly, my mother uh, told us on the weekend that she has been invited to a uh, Queen's 70th uh, Jubilee, her 70th year on the throne Jubilee party in her condo building. And she told us she's going and she has to wear a fascinator. And we were like, hold on a second here. You're on the record, lifelong, you're a lifelong like supporter of uh, Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, and <laughs> the reunification of Ireland. You don't like the monarchy at all. You always put the <laughs> queen down, and it's funny, and whatever. She was happy Sinn Féin won. She was happy saying. Sinn Féin won in Northern <laughs> Ireland, and uh, I was like, you're, you're uh, nothing but a hypocrite mother. And then she said, well, a party is a party, and I'd rather go to a party than, uh, than not, which I understand, but I was... Um, like asking, like, what are you going to do? And she said, uh, when they sing God Save the Queen, she's just going to cough <laughs> and not sing along for like three minutes, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so anyway, I guess the takeaway is that um, go to a party even if it's being thrown for a reason that you strongly disagree with. <laughs> um, that's That's really funny. Well, I mean, I hate yeah. to say this, Mike, but... Do we have to call your mom a damn hypocrite? Like, we have to we really might, go after your mom It's getting to that point. It's getting to that point. Yeah. I might have to damn. give a phone call. Yeah. I, uh, I got your mom a plate, a commemorative plate of Prince Charles and Diana's wedding. <laughs> will she put that on display in her house? She probably will out of politeness, but she'll, she'll put, like, bad food on it. Nice. Because she doesn't like them. Like 7-Eleven burritos? <laughs> She'll buy taquitos. <laughs> and just a half a Slurpee poured onto the plate. You know it'd be funny? If she got like uh, pizza pops, nuked them in the microwave till they're like super nuclear hot, then opened them so that the gooey cheese and bacon bits and pepperoni pieces go all over Prince Charles's face. I remember when that would happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it would be like steaming hot. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Were you a pizza pockets guy or a pizza pops guy? 
Now we're oh, getting, which we're one getting did into I say? it. Which one did I say? Uh, I think you said pockets. Oh, I actually... Because you know why? Because comedy-wise, I switched it years ago. Mm, the reference. Because Pizza Pops is Canadian. Oh, right. So if, you, if you're ever oh, trying to blow up in New York Yeah, City, don't say Pizza Pops. What the fuck is this guy talking yeah, about? Pizza Pops. <laughs> Pizza pockets, you fucking idiot! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you. But I was pizza pops all the way. I was a pocket mm-hmm. guy. The, pe- the pepperoni oh. bacon ones. I, I, oh yeah, I like. I had probably a pizza pocket every they were day so after hot. damn school. It took forty minutes to cool down. Do you remember? They were hot. Yeah, they I were, had pizza pockets when I. They were sometimes. ads. When we were young, pizza pockets. Yeah, McCain, pizza pockets. Yeah, that song's always in my head. But the pizza pockets uh, ads were really disgusting. And they, pizza pockets are Canadian too. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> well, either way, there'd be this ad where this teen boy, you know, sweaty teen boy, he he cuts into a pizza pocket, splashes yeah. pizza yeah. goop I remember all that. over his face. Yes, David Cronenberg directed that <laughs> commercial. And then, yeah, it's frightening as hell. A, you know, a babe, quote unquote, yeah. and I'm saying this as if I was a teen boy, I guess. Okay. Not yeah. as if my current age. A babe walks up to him and licks the pizza crap off his face. And I remember being a young guy watching yeah. this and saying, this is disgusting. And I didn't like those ads, but really? I wonder if you No, remember. I remember watching it and thinking, oh, so that's how I get a babe. <laughs> yeah, I you spray pizza pocket <laughs> shit all over my face. <laughs> You're telling me you didn't want the love of your life to lick some gross pizza <laughs> goo off your face? James? The next time I went to school, I nuked a pizza pocket in the microwave at the cafeteria. Then I went to the ladies, uh, the girls' change room uh, while gym class was getting out, squirted uh, pizza pocket sauce all over my face, burning hot. And I walked into the girls' change room going, help me, help, someone help. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Did it work? I got three girlfriends. Oh, my God. God. Blonde, po- polyamorous. Blonde, red, brunette. Oh, the three kinds. All three. <laughs> wow. Beep, beep. <laughs> Before we get to our evil men, we should mention that we do have a Patreon account. If you go to patreon.com slash evil men, you can sign up and you get bonus episodes at least two every month. I think we had a really good one this week that Absolutely. came out. Yes. So check it out. You sign up. It's uh, not very much money. And then if you know you get even more of the of the show. Also, I just wanted to say we're recording in Sophia Piero's warehouse again for mm-hmm. present day gifts. If you're in uh, Toronto, look up Present Day Gifts, the basket that keeps on giving. They're beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to say, oh, not basket. What are they called? Uh, gift baskets? Gift baskets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I am right. Sorry. Uh, but I just see in the corner here, because we are recording in uh, the warehouse, Coslix Mustard. She, mm. they, some of the baskets have Coslix mustard, I guess, and that's yes. a really dang delicious and high grade gourmet mustard. Just I love to, it. To make sure that no one's getting the wrong idea, it's not just a basket with a like a gooey pile of mustard in it. No, the it's mustard in a jar. is it's in the jar. It's in a jar. Yeah, she. Yeah, they do not take the mustard out of the jars and dollop 
the wallop the spoon right into the whatever. Yeah. yeah. You get no, it. No, no. It's, yeah, anything they send will be jarred if it's appropriate for yeah. it to be jarred. Same you, thing if with, you get a gift yeah. basket from present day gifts, it's not going to be a basket full of uh, Coslick's mustard with hot dogs floating in it. No, not at it's all. It's not going to and, be or that. Or sticking so, out like yeah. the hot dogs are grass and the mustard is mud. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to be that. It's not going to be a basket. That has just some eggs loosely floating around. Some of them are cracked. Mm, no. And there's like a, I don't know, a, an olive or something loose floating. There's no loose No, it, stuff. it's all going to look great. It's excellent. We're, as Chris said, we're here in the warehouse. I'm looking at the stuff they got for these baskets, baskets and it looks very high-end yeah. and, and nice. So check it out. Yeah, check it out. Present day yes. gifts. Very sophisticated. Speaking Absolutely. of some of them being cracked, <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> the three of us. Oh, we're cracked in the mm-hmm. head. Yes. I think so. Michael, uh, you chose the evil guy this week. Who did you choose, Michael? Yes. Uh, well, before I reveal who the subject of this week's evil man is, I'd like to oh. start by reciting some lyrics from a, a song from yesteryear, from 1992. I got my black shirt on. I got my black gloves on. I got my ski mask on. This shit's been too long. I got my 12-gauge sawed off. I got my headlights turned off. I'm about to bust some shots off. I'm about to dust some cops off. Crap, I genuinely know what that is. I had the original cassette. What is it, Chris? Cop Killer by Body Count. Ice-T's hardcore punk sort of metal uh, side project, Body Count, and their oh, controversial I thought I was going to say... Count, or, uh, ki- uh, cop Killer. I thought yeah. those cop were, Killer! I thought those Better were the lyrics. Than me! I thought those were the lyrics to uh, Brian Wilson by the Bare Naked Ladies. No, 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 no! no. <laughs> Oh. Although they do mention having a ski mask and a 12-gauge uh, shotgun in that right, song as well. Right, right, <laughs> no, right. I, rem- I remember man. Cop Killer. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, Body Count, right? Body Count was the group. And Cop Killer was the song and the name of the album that caused quite a stir. But the reason I, I recited the, the lyrics of Cop Killer is because today's evil man is a famous serial killer mass murderer named Christopher Dorner. Do you guys remember oh, Christopher I thought you were going to say my name for a sec, but no, no, no. it's a different last name. <laughs> and you just no, have no. forgotten that yeah. you did these uh, oh crimes? What oh, have no. I done? <laughs> Christopher Dorner. Uh, no, I, I, I don't recognize the name, and I, I don't think I remember this. So this was um, a new story. I've heard the story in the breeze, but never right. dove in deep. Yeah, I didn't know the specific details, but in 2013, Christopher Dorner made the news because he was a former LAPD cop who went on a spree. Basically, he started hunting... LAPD officers because he had a grievance against the force and he killed four people, uh, I think two cops and some other people and wounded three others before dying in a uh, big standoff with police and he died uh, when the cabin he was holed up in in the San Bernardino Mountains uh, was burned down and he uh, blew his brains out and then his body was charred in the fire. They're always in a cabin, hey? That's the best. Sounds like a film starring James Cagney. Yes. Did he yell, look at me, Ma, top of the world, before they (laughs) took him out or what? Um, We'll get to that. Okay. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) But we are heading to California, boys, so get on your shorts and your (laughs) Catch a wave and you're sometimes murdering cops. That's what... (laughs) That's what Christopher Dorner would have sang when he was on his spree. Anyway, let's get to it. Uh, Christopher Dorner, interesting story, crazy story that um, makes made me ask a lot of questions. 
Um, and it's in some ways the story of America itself. Is that too? Uh, is that too lofty? No, no, I love it, Mike. So yeah, you're good at this. You make them like real solid presentations. Yeah. To me, to me, a podcast is a beautiful work of art. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Christopher Jordan Dorner was born on June 4th, 1979 in New York, but grew up in Southern California. Uh, briefly, he attended uh, high school in Cypress, California, and graduated from Southern Utah University in 2001 with a major in political science and a minor in psychology. While there, he was, uh, he was kind of a normal uh, student. He was a football running back from 99 to 2000. Hmm. Sounds like an all-American all perfect guy. Absolutely. For a bit. Uh, Dorner later stated that he was the only African-American student in his school from first grade to seventh grade and that he had altercations due to racism. So early in his life, this was like a suburb of Los Angeles um, where I guess it was a mostly white area. So all from the beginning of his life, he was facing racism, got into fights on the schoolyard for being called names and stuff, uh, but he always stood up for himself because he didn't like injustice. He didn't like... Uh, to be judged differently because of the way he looked. When he was a teenager, oddly, he decided to become a police officer. So early on, he had dreams of becoming, of joining law enforcement. Uh, he joined a youth program offered by the police department in La Palma, where he lived, uh, even at the time of the eventual shootings. Neighbors described Dorner as, belo uh, as belonging to an admired, well-liked family and that he usually kept to himself. Common, common trope. Another common one. Uh, he had been married, never had children, and he did get divorced in 2007. Interesting little fact here. An ex-girlfriend of his, a woman named Ariana Williams, uh, who Dorner had a relationship for five years with, uh, told CNN that she left a warning on a website called DontDateHimGirl.com after they split, warning women to steer clear of him because of the fluctuations of his behavior, the swinging from high to low. Um, I've never heard of don'tdatehimgirl.com. I'm, I'm afraid of what you're going to find on there, James. I'm looking it up. You can feel free to keep going. I'll let I, you know. What time period did his spree take place? It was place? over like 10 days in uh, 2013. Oh, okay. Then I think I heard about this when it happened. Oh, yeah. It was huge news. I was, for some reason, I thought it was the early 90s. I no. don't know why. Like when everything was just going insane in LA with the uh, so LAPD. He, but like the body no, cam thing. I, I followed right the story when it happened. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember this. Uh, and he does reference later in his manifesto, like the Rodney King beating and uh, other police scandals in LA. Uh, right. Earlier. Yeah. So that's what I, that's why I, yeah. Right. Conflated it. Mike, I'm not going to find you on this don'tdateimgirl.com. Well, Am if you I? do, I edit this so no one will ever know. <laughs> right. If you do, I was just joking. They don't get my <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got some, we know suddenly he's, uh, he's got some problems in the dating world, but he's uh, also a very upright guy who will stand up for what he believes in. Important for his character. One of the problems in his dating life was he would make them breakfast, but it was always waffles in the shape of guns. That's a warning sign. <laughs> uh, after university, Dorner joined the United States Navy Reserve. Uh, and became an officer. He commanded a security unit in Nevada and was deployed to Bahrain 
in 2006 to 2007. Now, can I point something out with his education and further naval experience? Yeah. This sounds like a man who's um, really enthusiastic about a lifestyle that makes your brain wound extremely tight. (laughs) Doesn't it sound like a bit to, you know... Being in the police being in the naval reserve yeah. being very regimented and like uh, yes mm-hmm. i guess like, it's very different than you chris like yeah. we talked about earlier you're you're chill you like to go with the flow you're no christopher dorn no you're no christopher dorn the only Dorner? navy i know Dorner. are these uh, chinos i got from j crew oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> which you couldn't wear in the navy oddly it's know, ridiculous yeah, shouldn't yes. you be allowed to yeah. wear yeah. navy blue in the navy they they called me a hippie in uh, 2002, while a student at undergraduate pilot training at, uh, at a base in Oklahoma, Dorner and a classmate, and this is an uh, indication of his character, a glimpse into his character, Dorner and a classmate found a bag containing nearly $8,000 that belonged to the nearby Enid Korean Church of Grace. Uh, Dorner and his friend handed the money to the police, and when asked why, Dorner replied, quote, the military stresses integrity. There was a couple thousand dollars, and if people are willing to give that to a church, it must be pretty important to them. Dorner also stated that his mother taught him honesty and integrity. Would you have taken that money, Chris? No. Yes? (laughs) (laughs) But also... You're no Christopher Dorner. Again, Chris, you really Christopher Dorner is genuinely a nicer, better man than I am. Yes, well, up until... yeah. Um, during his time as a reservist, and this is important, Dorner was trained in combat techniques and counterterrorism. He was recognized as a skilled marksman, receiving commendations for his proficiency, both with rifles and pistols. Uh-oh! Oh, gosh. Yeah, apologies to the victims of Christopher Dorner. Oh, man, I just got like an actual cold shiver down my spine. Mm. Yeah, so he's very skilled with the old guns. Ouch. Um, after uh, his time, or sorry, during his time as a naval reservist, he joined the Los Angeles Police Department, very famous around the world. He entered the police academy, world famous <laughs> LAPD. <laughs> they, they get there's like fans like following the Beatles, following police down the street. <laughs> okay, yes, yes. Now this is interesting. Take a photo. It says it said in the research that he entered the police academy in 2005, graduating in 2006. You can just become a cop with like sort of a year of training. Oh yeah, that makes for sense. Sure. These guys don't seem like they're very skilled. When he was in the police academy, he didn't happen to come across Hightower or Mahoney. Or <laughs> he was roommates with Michael Winslow, the sound effects oh, guy. Oh, cool. <laughs> Now that is like you, Chris. Michael Winslow. I will say you are similar to Michael Winslow. You are. Want me to make a sound effect of uh, me kissing you? Sure, Michael. Whatever. You really kissed me. Yeah, but it still sounded like it too. Is <laughs> <laughs> that from the movie? No, I just, just made, made it up. That up. Whoa, that was honestly good enough to have been in the movie. Maybe yeah. better. <laughs> Bravo. I'm so flattered that I could just riff a great police academy. <laughs> Isn't that a good idea? Though, like, if that really happened. Yes. Yeah, I, I really believe <laughs> I've it. been paid to make some jokes. So while he was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, while I guess he was, I'll do it too. Okay, three kisses from three cuties. <laughs> right? Okay, here's our impression of Michael Winslow, the sound effect man for Police Academy. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. 
I like that after you kiss somebody, you act like you just had a seven up. I know. I didn't. I don't really know why I added that part. I'm not as good at these as, as you. <laughs> so he's graduated from police academy. The year is 2006. Shortly afterwards, uh, he his duties as a, an officer were interrupted when he was deployed by the Navy to Bahrain. So he's a cop and a naval reservist, and he's in Bahrain then suddenly. And I bet you they were listening to... What's that song by Franz Ferdinand? Take Me Out. Yeah. They probably listened to that around that time. Or Wolf Parade, maybe? Yes. Arcade yeah, Fire? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. On his return from duty in Bahrain in July 20, uh, 2007, so this is where his life... This is what defines the rest of his life, the, the short amount he has left. Dorner was paired with a partner, uh, the training officer, Teresa Evans, to complete his probationary training. According to the LA Times... Evan said that on Dorner's first day working with her, he told her that he planned to sue the LAPD after he completed his probationary period in response to how the LAPD had responded to complaints he had previously made against his classmates at the police academy. So some Serpico vibes. Mm, are that's hundred percent what I just thought of. Uh, police don't like this kind of thing. It's all there. It's you know the thin, the the blue line. You stick together. The real Serpico did not go Dorner like. No. I think he has a blog now where he's still trying to like... The real Superco didn't murder a bunch of cops, but he was just isolated and like I think he was shot at, wasn't he? Like he, he was There's the probably, victim. I think maybe attempts on his life, yeah. So, um, But he well, has a blog now where he just like still tries to be all about justice. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. um, one of the incidents that Dorner talked about uh, at Police Academy uh, was that he was riding in a van with other recruits when one used a racial slur, and he stood up and said, like, don't say that word, the N-word. And in his manifesto, Dorner describes choking the recruit who said the word and added that he wished he had killed him instead of just choking him. Damn, I mean, hard to Intense. fall to his anger, yes. you know, That's so far. So far, I, I'm, I'm with him. Yeah. I'm on his side here. He's still technically doing all the right thing. Yes. Yeah. Now... He had a clash with his partner, this uh, Detective Evans, uh, on July 28th, 2007. Dorner and Evans responded to a uh, call at the Doubletree Hotel in San Pedro, California, when there was a disturbance being caused by a man named Christopher Gettler, who had schizophrenia and severe dementia. The guy was having an episode. Dorner filed a report alleging that Evans, his partner, had used excessive force while arresting Gettler and said that she had kicked him twice in the chest and once in the face while he was handcuffed and lying on the ground, right? LAPD has a history of police brutality, obviously, the Rodney King stuff. He's, he's witnessing this. Uh, his partner is attacking a mentally ill man. Okay. 100% believable. Right. Now, Gettler, the victim's father, testified that his son told him that he'd been kicked by a police officer. Dorner filed um, a report... Um, accusing his partner of excessive force the day after being told that his partner had given an evaluation saying that Dorner needed to improve his performance. Ah, so I wonder if Dor- if he could tell Dorner was upset and he's like... That's what they did. They said mm. the LAPD didn't believe his report and they said that he was doing it as revenge for his partner saying that he wasn't a great cop. So the LAPD thought Dorner was doing it as revenge. Yes. Mm. So the LAPD investigated Dorner's complaint, 
and examine the allegations against Evans and the truthfulness of Dorner's report uh, and an internal review board hearing was held. During the seven-month investigation, Dorner's attorney at the board hearing was former LAPD Captain Randall Kwan. Remember, remember that name, Randall Kwan. Now, the review board heard testimony from witnesses, uh, two hotel employees, and a port police officer said that they did not see Evans kick the mentally ill man, uh, but their statements contradicted photographs of the guy on, at the scene of the crime, of his arrest. Okay. Um, Gettler uh, did have like cuts on his face, injuries on his face, but did not mention being kicked at the time. Anyway, the victim's father said that his son had told him he'd been kicked by an officer uh, and testified this, but then the victim, when he was on the stand, changed his story, and he was incoherent because he, he was schizophrenic and had dementia, so they couldn't get a sort of definitive statement from this man who had been uh, kicked. And what happened is that uh, the investigation concluded that there was no kicking and that Dorner had lied. Okay. Which, I mean, I don't know. I guess none of us were there, but doesn't seem like that. I mean, it feels more likely that the cop kicked him than that Dorner just made it up. Yeah. So Dorner's blood is... Temperature is rising. The heat is Tensions rising. Tensions are building up. The heat is on. The heat is on. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, tensions are mounting within the confines of Dorner's body. You know what I meant to sing? She, it's hot-blooded, check it and see. Got a fever of 103. Yeah. She's so got COVID. <laughs> uh, I've got COVID. <laughs> check it and see. Stick. Oh, no, go, Mike. I go, can't Mike. breathe. <laughs> and it stings when I pee. <laughs> okay. That's not the COVID, though. I've got an STD. <laughs> I've got COVID and I'm sleeping around. <laughs> <laughs> Two problems that are not usually found together. <laughs> Some girls like a guy with COVID, and the opposite applies. <laughs> it's a Damn, song. Who's that? A guy who has COVID. And has STDs from sleeping around. Girl, look at him over there coughing his ass off. <laughs> they call him the sick Don Juan. <laughs> um, in 2008, Dorner was fired by the LAPD for making you fired. false statements. <laughs> he was fired by the LAPD for making false statements in his report and in his testimony against his former partner, Evans. His attorney, Quan stated that Dorner was treated unfairly and was being made a scapegoat. Dorner appealed his termination. The judge ruled that he would presume that the LAPD's accusations uh, were correct and that Dorner's report was false. Um, so there was no, no way out of it. And this enraged Dorner, yeah. who yelled out in disbelief at the end of the hearing, quote, I told you the truth. How can this happen? Because his mom told him to be honest and good boy. Yeah. And he's being honest and good boy. <laughs> he's being honest and good boy. <laughs> Chris, couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah. No, it's true. Like, up to now, it's yeah. like, I, I, you can't not, you can't fault him, really. Yeah. Dorner appealed this 
to the California Court of Appeals. So he's appealing all over the damn place. Uh, and the California Court of Appeal affirmed the lower court's ruling. The appeals court concluded that the LAPD had substantial evidence for its finding that Dorner was not credible in his allegations against Evans. The next section I have here is called Manifesto. <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> If you ever find yourself uh, writing a manifesto, yeah. uh, you might be a Dorner. Dorner. If you write a manifesto and it ain't about communism, <laughs> you might be Chris. Uh, you might be Chris Dorner. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> In early February 2013, coincident with the start of a series of revenge shootings, Dorner was purported to have posted a detailed note on his Facebook page discussing his discussing his history, motivations, and plans. This 11-page, 6,000-word yes. post became known as his manifesto. Did you read it? I read it today. So <laughs> how does he justify being <laughs> good and honest boy? Today. <laughs> how did, honest and good boy, how does he justify shooting people? So I read the manifesto. Beyond the law. Um, he says that he has basically... His main grievance is that his name has been dragged through the mud, and he goes on, he like writes the definition of the word name, mm. and how your reputation is all you have in this world, and then if people sully your name, you, have to, you must do everything you can to, to you know, uh, redeem yourself, and it is totally uh, unjust for people to accuse you of things you've never done. And he even says, many of you will not believe that a nice guy like me is capable of such violence, but I have no choice Ooh. but to do this to clear my name. And this I don't think it'll clear yeah. your name. No, yeah. that's I was like, I'm not sure. His idea of justice right. is like someone put a spike in his head and he can't see well, around it. Does it, that make sense? It reminded me of sort of like Joker, the Joaquin Phoenix, where he's just like a guy who can't get arrested and he just snaps, or the Michael Douglas movie Falling Down. Can't get arrested? You mean can't get a job? Well, that's a figure of speech. Oh, oh! Like sorry, I can't even get arrested in this. Time. I see. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't understand. Sorry, you know the yeah. The first thing I'm really bumping on uh, with Chris Horner is Dorner. Uh, Dorner, sorry, Horny is, Dorner. Oh, Christian Horner is the is an F1 uh, manager. Anyway, uh, the, anyway, the thing, first thing I'm bumping on is him talking about his name. Like mm. I always really disagree with that when people are like, "My name is all I have." <laughs> like, well, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. I'm not really worried. It sounds like you're ashamed of your name. No, I, I love be- my name. You have a beautiful name. I think. Uh, thank you. I'm a big fan of my name. So but I'm you, just Chris? saying. Yeah. You know, but that that's often a weird sign. I think yeah. when people are like, you know, they're all about respect in yes. my name, and it's kind of like, mm. oh my god, are you Chris Locke, the shamed comedian who <laughs> uh, got fired from all these comedy clubs for farting everywhere and <laughs> shitting everywhere? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. My name is Spider. <laughs> like, just change your name to Spider. Change your fucking name. Yeah. So, in the manifesto, this is um, something he says. I, quote, I will bring unconventional and asymmetrical warfare to those in LAPD uniform, whether on or off duty. Asymmetrical. So, a yes. bit to the left, a lot to the right. To the left, to the left. This is the thing. When you're wound up this tight, yeah. the, uh, the explosion is not nice. Yeah. Um, Dorner listed 40 law enforcement personnel whom he was prepared to kill and stated, quote, I know most of you who personally know me are in disbelief to hear from media reports that I am suspected of committing such horrendous murders and have taken drastic and shocking actions in the last couple of days. Unfortunately, this is a necessary evil that I do not enjoy, 
but must partake and complete for substantial change to occur within the LEPD and reclaim my name. I posit, and this is all on social media. Uh, he posted Facebook. on Facebook. So com. is he taking selfies with him and his sniper rifle in, when he's posting poking? this stuff? He's poking people. Have you had a chance to read the post? Yeah. No, but yeah, the pictures. Like, I, I know somebody people that have done that to me. Uh, but he didn't post pictures of that, but he, the pictures that you see when you Google him, they're very funny because he's smiling next to an American flag and like in uniform or oh, like seems very genial. So I yeah. posit that. The LAPD got rid of him for these type of reasons, but they couldn't say it. Oh, interesting. I th- I think they they went far with the the court case or whatever. If they could tell he was a bit, mm-hmm. uh, maybe but also off. he crossed the the brotherhood line of cops, where like you don't rat out another cop. Yeah, and he had done this in the academy and with his uh, partner, and I imagine that's not. I imagine that's frowned on by. I guess you're pops. right. Like wound up tight, you know, mentally, uh, you know, concerning is yeah. pretty regular in the police force. <laughs> you yeah. might not be able to differentiate who's cuckoo and who's not. Hey, you're too wound up and like guns too much. Are you sure you should be a cop? <laughs> you're a little different from the rest of us. You always yeah, say we're all like Niles Crane. Yeah, you're always looking out the window and saying justice between grit teeth. <laughs> Justice. Justice. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the day today. Uh, Dorner issued a single demand, a public admission by the LAPD that his termination was in retaliation for reporting excessive force. And he does mention the LAPD's like problems uh, and history of brutality with Rodney King and something called the Rampart scandal, where like a bunch of. Uh, Gang, the gang division in the LAPD were like super corrupt and stuff. Mm. Anyway, wow. the manifesto. This was this stuck out to me. I made some notes here. He explained his reasoning for for murdering cops and hunting them, and pointed out the injustice that he had lived his entire life and the injustice of uh, America itself. The manifesto also contains shout outs to Mia Farrow, Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, Anthony Bourdain, and Charlie Sheen. And I thought it'd be huh. fun because he like Kirby enthusiasm. Pretty heavy. Uh he must have, yeah. Um absolutely. When he was oh my god, I just pictured him like up on like a tower with his sniper scope and in his mind it's like home, home, home. Larry, you asshole. <laughs> Oh. So I'm going to read a few um, select little funny shout-outs in his yeah, manifesto please. about the shooting spree he went on. Please do. Um, he wrote, he shouted out Anthony Bourdain. He wrote, Anthony Bourdain, you're a modern Renaissance man who epitomizes the saying, too cool for school. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. I mean, he, wrote, he was cool, he was Anthony cool. Bourdain. I, like, I liked him. No, he wrote, uh, in the manifesto, he wrote, Charlie Sheen, you're effing awesome. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, continue your excellent contribution to entertaining America and bringing the human factor to entertainment. <laughs> he also wrote in his manifesto, keep in mind he murdered a bunch of people. It's kind of, because he knew what was coming. He wrote, it's kind of sad I won't be around to view and enjoy The Hangover 3. Oh, <laughs> what no an, way. What an awesome God. trilogy. Todd Phillips, don't make any more hangovers after the third. Takes away from the originality of its foundation. Wait, did he? Are literally, you serious? Wait, did he literally say that, or is that this you making is a joke? This is from the manifesto. This is from the manifesto. Oh this my is very. God. It's gone beyond. It's 
almost taxi driver-ish. Yeah. Christopher Waltz, you impressed me in Inglorious Bastards. After viewing Django Unchained, I was sold. This guy should have fucking reviewed movies and had a different <laughs> career. <laughs> he also uh, wrote, off the record, I love your new bangs, Mrs. Obama. He also uh, he talked about how much he liked Obama, and I was proud of him. He was surprised that a African-American was elected president in his lifetime. Um, one non-celebrity related thing is he wrote, if possible, I want my brain preserved for science slash research to study the effects of severe depression on an individual's brain. Mm. That's kind of sad, actually. Yeah, man, that made me really sad. Because, you know, so he had had poor guy knows he has a disturbed brain. Aside from the racism and stress and stuff, he did, uh, suffer two, uh, concussions while playing football in college as well. I know footballers and football players and wrestlers who have concussions can go, uh, I mean, it's incredibly common. It seems in wrestling, it does change your brain that the, I mean, obviously none of us know if that that's what did it, but that that is interesting because yeah, like, uh, a lot of former wrestlers, it seems have these like breakdowns and and do uh, really horrible violent things. It seems later in life, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, there are. I don't. I said it does change your brain. I'm not 100 percent sure either. Obviously, but I think but it does. I've heard lots of stories yeah. of like brain damage and then all of a sudden personality yeah shifts and yeah, yeah. different mood shifts. And, yeah. Mm. So mm. the manifesto. Christopher on February 9th, 2013, in response to Dorner's manifesto and the start of the killing spree. Did Obama respond? Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, likes by Obama. <laughs> uh, the LAPD chief, Charlie Beck, informed Dorner through the media that there would be a review of the disciplinary case that led to his dismissal. Um, but he had already killed some people? He had already started shooting. Yes. Uh, oh, so it's like they're trying to appeal to. Calm him down yeah. and like, stop. stop oh, the really? So yeah. then they knew it was him. Yes. Oh. So here's a little brief timeline of the That's killings freaky. and the manhunt. So this is where it begins. Uh, his killing, sp- Dorner's killing spree began with a package stating his complaints that he sent to the CNN anchor Anderson Cooper. So on February 1st, 2013, Anderson Cooper received a package containing a DVD that stated Dorner's case against the LAPD. I remember this. The package also contained a bullet-riddled challenge coin issued by the LAPD and a note inscribed with 1MOA which means one minute of angle implying that the coin was shot at 100 yards at a grouping of one inch he, he was an expert marksman and he was able to shoot like right through the center of so he's giving of coin. Anderson Cooper a gift yes like a souvenir of yes. his marksmanship yeah um, so after the first killings, Dorner's threats in his manifesto caused law enforcement to mount a widespread manhunt that spread from California to Nevada to Mexico. Uh, the 40 people he mentioned in the manifesto got special protection, and thousands of police were assigned to patrol Southern California's highways. If you've ever been to L.A., yeah. it's already so full of cops everywhere. Yeah. Can you imagine even more? <laughs> there I just want to say, if it wasn't a manhunt, that would have been an awesome road trip. Yes. <laughs> So, the killing spree occurred between February 1st and 12th, 2013. Here's the first killing, February 3rd. During the evening in Irvine, California, 28-year-old Monica Kwan and her fiancé, 27-year-old Keith Lawrence, were shot dead in Lawrence's parked car outside their home. Kwan was a women's basketball assistant coach and the daughter of Randall Kwan, 
the former LAPD captain who was the who was Dorner's lawyer during his dismissal hearing. So he, he shot his lawyer's daughter. That's incredibly sad. Yeah. Yes, that's not fair. Yes, so he. Uh, I mean, it's not fair to shoot the lawyer either. He believed that sure, the lawyer yeah. was more uh, didn't do a good job and was actually working for the LAPD just to to railroad him, basically. February 6th, Dorner's Manifesto specifically named Randall Kwan and his family as targets. This is after he's killed his daughter. Um, on February 6th, Irvine police named Dorner as the prime suspect in the murders of Monica Kwan. Did he Keith think Lawrence. that the public would see these manifestos and see him on the news and go, you know what, though? They did sully his name. <laughs> so I mean, it's kind of reasonable. He must have assumed that everyone had the same... Like ethics, uh, like strangely naive, yeah. uh, black and white ethical view of the world. Yeah, which clear, clearly isn't the way things are. Even uh, like, even like the idea of pursuing justice as a police officer, whatever you think of, of police officers or the law in general, clearly we already know as an adult that there needs to be, you know, it's fluid. You know, some things. It can't be that stringent. You have to make concessions in different scenarios. Each one is unique. Reading the room. But he didn't have yes. that in yeah. his brain. That's what yeah. I mean about the spike, sort of like right. like it just uh, yeah. stabbed one part of his brain that he focused on. It was like Yeah. Uh you guys want to hear about more shootings? Room? Oh well, just he like didn't maybe it just seems like he didn't read the room, like the culture of like you it's good to report injustice, obviously. But that like will c- clearly end your career on the police force, like yeah, for sure. there's that too. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, it's a bit naive. Like maybe there was a different way to try to change it. I don't know because yeah. it's hard. Because at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, shouldn't he have reported it? I mean, but I guess yeah, yeah. it's naive. Maybe the police are rotten. Who knows? Mm. Uh, February seventh, two LAPD <laughs> officers were flagged down by a tow truck driver named R. L. McDaniel who reported seeing a man matching Dorner's description at a gas station. The officers investigated the report, and they were following a pickup truck truck, when the driver stopped, got out, and fired a rifle at them, grazing the head of one officer. 20 minutes after that shooting, two officers of the neighboring Riverside Police Department were ambushed and shot while stopped in their marked patrol unit at a red traffic light in that city. One officer, Michael Crane, died shortly after the shooting. The other was rushed to a nearby hospital, in critical critical condition for surgery and survived. So he's just out there in the dark, Yikes. going after cops. Like a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an hour and a half after that Riverside shooting, at about 3 a.m., a man matching Dorner's description tried to steal a boat in San Diego, telling the boat's captain that he would take the boat to Mexico. So that's why some of the manhunt went to Mexico. It's unclear whether that was Dorner or not with the boat. Hours after that, the burning remains of Dorner's vehicle uh, were found on a remote fire trail by a local named Daniel McGowan near Big Bear Lake, about 80 miles from Los Angeles. Investigators spread out to search for Dorner in the surrounding area, and about 125 officers went door to door. Have you ever been to Big Bear Lake? No, but I think our, our friend in comedy, John Dorr, might have been living there around that time. 2013? Really? Yeah. Wonder if he knows Mr. McGowan. Uh, yeah, that you just mentioned there. Old friends, maybe an Irishman. 
On February 10th, authorities offered a $1 million reward for information leading to Dorner's capture. For the first time, Dorner's actions were described as a form of domestic terrorism, with Dorner believed to be hiding somewhere in the San Bernardino Mountains, an unmanned aerial, aerial vehicle like a second drone was deployed to aid the search from the air amid fears that Dorner would head for the Mexican border. So he's, things are closing in on Mr. Dorner here. But he already let Ellen know how he felt. Yes. So he was clear. <laughs> his conscience was clear. Well, that was the episode she came out and didn't dance that day. Because of how serious things got. The day she didn't dance. My friend, Christopher Dorner, said the nicest things about me. Fans and now he's in on the run. Fans can be great, but fans can also be bad. <laughs> so, February 11th. Um, um, um. <laughs> the Riverside District Attorney filed former formal charges against Dorner for the murder of a police officer. February 12th, police raided a hotel in Tijuana, Mexico based on a tip that Dorner was there. Uh, he wasn't there. And around this time, this was interesting, another glimpse into his mind and his behavior. Uh, Dorner hid out in a condo in the mountains, and when the owners came home unexpectedly, he took them hostage, basically. It was a couple in their... Fi- like The woman was in her late 50s, the guy was in his 60s. Uh, Dorner assured them he wouldn't hurt them, but he very methodically bound their hands and legs, put pillowcases over their heads and stuffed towels in their mouths but he told them like i'm not gonna hurt you just don't i'm not gonna hurt you i'm just gonna make you extra cozy i'm i'm not gonna hurt you i'm just trying to clean up my name yeah (laughs) what is your name never mind (laughs) so here's the big finale for mr dorner if this was a movie um this would be the the, the climax. Climax would be beautiful with Hans Zimmer music playing. Uh, very tense. On February 12th, 2013, San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department deputies responded to a report of a carjacking of a white Dodge truck and began looking for the vehicle on the ground. Uh, the truck's driver had not been harmed. The uh, Fish and Games officers... Fish and Game officers... Imagine being a Fish and Game cop. I, I wouldn't mind being a game cop, but... Uh, excuse fish, me, um, yeah. you, you just... You moved too many squares on Monopoly. <laughs> fish and Game hey. officers... Yeah. <laughs> ...were the first... Go to jail. Yeah, yeah. Hey, excuse me, when you pass go, you took 300. It's only two. Just doing my job, folks. What are you? Uh, a fish cop. No, <laughs> game cop. Oh, game cop. Sorry, Why? I missed the whole thing. <laughs> the hell. <laughs> oh, I'm very stupid. No, they mean hunting. But I game. could totally riff on a fish cop, too. Yeah. Drop that sushi. Okay, let's see. Uh, excuse me, fish. Uh, you're supposed to breathe through your gills underwater, <laughs> not uh, through your mouth. As a fears of fine. <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh, catfish. Do you have a permit for that weapon? Uh, uh, wh- <laughs> what do you mean, a weapon, officer? <laughs> what weapon do you mean? Those uh, long whiskers you got coming out of your face there? Long whiskers? That's, that's just what I have on my face. Hey, you there. Are you Peter Griffin dressed up as a fish? <laughs> All right, you got me. It's me, Peter Griffin. <laughs> I can't stand that Lois, so I dressed as a catfish and went underwater. What do you guys think about that real-life Peter Griffin guy online? I feel for him. I'm an, I'm an empath, but yeah. I feel for that guy because that's not a compliment. He makes Peter Griffin's not, uh, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, Peter Griffin's not uh, the lead singer of NXS, exactly. <laughs> well, he's a BBM, a big, beautiful man. Well, the singer of NXS... Uh, Michael Hutchins. Yeah, he didn't uh, 
you know, we all know how he went out. Well, that's true, but he was a good-looking dude. He was beautiful up until that moment. Did Michael okay. Hutchins live long enough to enjoy Family Guy? No. No way. Well, actually, I don't know, but well, I believe Family Guy aired, oh, I'm going to say it premiered about 2001. I think my, Michael Hutchins... Maybe 2000. No, Michael Hutchins from In Excess was alive during Family Guy, but he never watched it. Right. <laughs> 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 I'm doing on the TV, and there's an animated cartoon. It, it's for adults. It's called Family Guy. It's called Family Guy. I've got to let you know. It's on it's Sunday nights at eight. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted you. Let's do that again. All right. I've got to let you know. It's on Sunday nights on Fox. <laughs> That was like that's the best song ever. Oh, it's I good. need you tonight. Oh, I need you tonight. Yeah. So now the audience is like, I thought this was the climax of the film. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, whenever it yeah. can I do comes mine up. though, just in case. Yes. Oh, please. I've got to. No, he's like, I've got to let you know. I've got to let you know. <laughs> it's called Family Guy. Uh, that's better. <laughs> yeah. Mike hates these kind of digression, no, the digressions is, right at the top of... No, but it's true. We're holding up the, the, the most fun... But the thing is, it's a little bit of levity in tension. Always, we can't yeah. really, there's not a lot of levity with these shootings. It's like, so we're having way. I do feel guilty when I do it. Say you're about to have the best orgasm of your life. Oh, oh I am. And suddenly... Right some, now. Oh, and then me and James come in the room and go... <laughs> Start singing a Family Guy version of uh, the NXS song called uh, "I Need Family Guy I, Tonight." I need you tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The I truck driver. So the truck driver. You were there. Two worlds collided, <laughs> <laughs> and they will never tear Peter and Lois apart. <laughs> they live in Kahog. It's a town in Rhode Island. Sorry. Don't tell me <laughs> that you've never been to Kohan. Okay, guys, it's time for me to join in. Stewie inside. Stewie inside. Every single one of us. Stewie inside. Here comes the baby. Oh, my Look that in his eyes. That's really that was good. really good. Look at him swear. Look at him be gross. Look at him be horny for his mother. Wasn't he horny for Lois, sort of? Uh, yeah. yeah. A stew sensation. Oh, my God. That's good. Stoop sensation. Mr. Yes. Weird Al. Weird Al, notice. He's a British baby. <laughs> stew sensation. Damn. But I don't think Michael Hutchins watched Family Guy or met Christopher no. Dorn. And if he had watched Family Guy, maybe he'd still be with us. The truck's driver had not been harmed. Fish and game officers were the first to spot the vehicle and recognize Dorner as the driver. Hot pursuit. Officers from numerous agencies chased Dorner to a cabin near Big Bear Lake, California. Dorner opened fire on two officers from the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department, hitting both. <laughs> One detective died of his wounds. Can't that song play in the back? Can you put we that can, song in the background oh, when you're yeah, yes. talking about the 
The shootout, yes. The catastrophe. The San Bernardino Sheriff's Department confirmed to the media that Dorner was barricaded in a cabin near the command center set up for the manhunt. So it was in an, a mountainous area northeast of An- Angeles Oaks, California. The built so he's now surrounded by law enforcement. It's a really scary situation. LA for Times all. reported that there might Did he have the sniper rifle pointed out like a window or something? He had a bunch of guns. He was heavily armed. The LA Times reported that they, there might be hostages in the cabin. There weren't. Uh, and he was locked inside. Police initially attempted to force Dorner out of the cabin with tear gas and a loudspeaker saying, like, Come out, sir. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, he didn't respond. And, We've uh, cleaned up your name. Look at your name. Never yeah. been so clean. So shiny. We used Mr. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> There's a real life Mr. Clean there. Hi, Chris. Come on out. <laughs> yeah. Is a cop wearing a bald wig? <laughs> uh, I am Mr. Clean. Uh, I've been scrubbing your name all day. <laughs> Hello, I'm a cleaning expert, and I've never seen a name so clean. Yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, pretty objective, too. I don't have, uh, I'm not on anybody's side. <laughs> I just care about cleaning. Yeah. So Dorner didn't respond to all of this circus outside of the cabin, um, and police started using demolition vehicles to knock down most walls of the building. They then shot a pyrotechnic... Sorry, they, they shot pyrotechnic tear gas canisters into the cabin, which resulted in the cabin catching fire. Shortly thereafter, a single gunshot was heard from the cabin. Fire consumed the cabin. All of his ammunition exploded. Uh, It's like that scene at the end of, uh, what's that Antonioni film, Zabriskie Point, where the chalet explodes? Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) And all of like Christopher Dorner's life flashed before his eyes. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Yes, mom. I promise. <laughs> As the fire continues, just like being the nicest yeah. boy up until breaking point, petting dogs and like walking old women yeah. across the street. Hello Love and there, Seinf- puppy. Love and Seinfeld. <laughs> Loving Ellen. Oh, right. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Anderson Cooper. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. <laughs> What's the deal with dying in a cabin? Summer of Christopher. Holy shit. It's not. But he killed people, so yes. I don't know. You know, we're like, not joking it. about that. Screw I mean, it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so cabins on fire. It's ammunition. Sad. It's crazy. Yeah. He was mentally disturbed. It's, it's exploding. Um, but we're also mentally disturbed in a funnier way. We're I like think. fun Chris Dorners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the evening, and this is weird. On the evening after the cabin had blown up and uh, and he was charred and he had shot himself in the head, the LAPD denied reports that Dorner's body had been found in the cabin and they were like, nope. And then the next day they were like, guess what we found in the cabin? We found Christopher Dorner's body with his charred license, uh, like driver's license. Hmm. Weird cop thing. On February 13th, it was reported that the remains were Dorner's. They found his uh, driver's license and the LAPD and the sheriff's department denied rumors that they had intentionally burned down the cabin. They were like, we didn't know these, this tear gas canister known as a burner would light this wooden, dry wooden cabin on fire. And some people thought they w- went a bit overboard and tried to murder him because he had they killed him. They were literally mm. the villagers chasing Frankenstein's monster to the windmill. Also, if you kill cops, I think you're not gonna, they're not going to 
yeah. let you go. Yeah. In any I way. mean, yeah. yeah. You're going to be charred. Yeah. Not charged, charred. Charged oh, and charred. They so had- Christopher Dorner was one of the only ever bad police officers. Yeah. The one, the, the fabled bad apple. <laughs> one bad apple. Yeah, there was an autopsy. They had to identify him using dental records, and they determined that he died from a single gunshot wound to the head, self-inflicted. Now, they got their guy, but they also shot other people. In three separate incidents, while, they were, while the manhunt was, uh, was happening, police fired on people who turned out not to be Dorner. And looked nothing like Dorner and were driving cars that didn't look like the vehicle. The police fired on them? Yeah, the police fired on three different vehicles. Well, now that, that sounds like regular yes. stories I've heard of the LAPD. Yeah. So the first uh, people they fired on, it was a van with a 71-year-old woman and her daughter oh. delivering LA Times newspapers. Oh, oh my God. God. Um, and they also shot at two different uh, white men driving cars that looked nothing like the vehicles Dorner had been reported to be in. They were... Um, so, if this they just saw a car reckless abandon like, is happening, yeah, you're not gonna tell tell me that you know the the surrounding of the cabin was a tactical by the book takedown, right? Yeah, they're 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 wired up, jacked up beyond belief. Yeah. You're right. They're like, <laughs> we're gonna burn this guy to a crisp. Just think about that. Awful and we're gonna bu- watch. The Buffalo, they basically stood there and watched the Buffalo shooting. That it was a white guy who published a manifesto, killed yeah. people in a grocery store. He was like, people were talking about like, oh, he was on camera being gently like escorted into a police cruiser after they uh, they talked him down and, and arrested him. Right? They didn't yes. burn the grocery store down and right. kill this guy. He didn't. Mm. Shoot. What's the difference here? Anyway, God. Damn. Uh, there were protests in the wake of all of this against the LAPD um, outside police headquarters. Uh, protesters stated that they objected to the manner in which Dorner's dismissal was handled, the reckless shooting of civilians by the LAPD, and the police intentionally setting the fire, uh, setting the cabin on fire hmm. where Dorner was. Yeah, I mean, oh, just a, it's a really, it's a pretty nuanced one. I, I just want to say to our listeners, uh, we were. Letting off some attention by making some silly jokes and yeah. stuff, but this is actually one of the more frightening episodes. And the way and you sad. told it, and sad, and the way you told it, Mike, was absolutely thrilling. Mike, you well, thank you. I see myself as a storyteller and an entertainer, yeah. a sort of and a song and dance man also. But um, I was thinking, you know, when we can get to this with Evilometer, was he a moral man living in a corrupt world or? A crazy guy or a mix of the two? Uh, you know what? Interesting. Well, what do we think? Let's well, let's bring out the evilometer. Um, maybe Chris, you could make some Seinfeld sound effects when I bring it out this time. So wait a second. Let me just get it here. I'm gonna grab the evilometer. Ugh. Do 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 <laughs> the extra it sounds like they're having the band is having sex at the end of the Seinfeld song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, nobody yeah realized but that that band got so horny playing the Seinfeld song they ended up having sex. <laughs> 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 Yeah, just like that. 
Kramer. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I actually got the chills from the this one. <sighs> um, who wants to go first? James, you're always taking it out. Yes. Why don't you give us your opinion? Yeah, okay. Well, this is a really challenging one uh, because, as you said, uh, it seems as though he he does have this sense of morality, and the things he was outraged over are worthy of outrage. Mm-hmm. Bad things happening to him, uh, seeing injustice in the police force. He killed four people and wounded three. Right. I, I'm getting there, Michael. <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, so this is the four. He killed four people. And so this three. is what, all I'm saying, though. Like y- 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 you understand why he's upset. He's clearly mentally unwell. Looking at a pic of a pic of him there, he's clearly not a mentally well man. But then you hear the story about like this guy's daughter died and everything, which is very sad. I would say it's overall extremely sad. Oh boy, it's hard to put an evilometer score on this guy. Ding, he murdered ding, people. Ding, That's bad. Ding, so seven point one. I don't know. Ding, just because ding. it's I don't. I, I, I'm I'm kind of ignoring the nuance and just looking at he murdered some people and that's terrible. That was a tough one. That was probably the toughest evilometer score to give. Yeah. Ever. Yes. I'm going a little bit lower, six, just because I have empathy for some maybe mental health issues that weren't intercepted with him in time. Mm. Like maybe... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if he had adequate mental uh, treatment for his mental health... I just don't want this score to take away from the people he hurt and murdered. That's why it's tricky. And if the police wasn't so... you know, corrupt and doing horrible things, and it's and weird was, when like he's the type of guy too. According from what we gathered from his manifesto and uh, the his lifestyle, and it's like uh, he we do think that he crossed over into being evil. Mm. He was definitely inflicting evil upon people, and not just the people he murdered, but the. The families and friends and loved ones of the people he murdered uh, are affected. Very sad. But he seems like the kind of guy that wouldn't ever think that he was doing evil. He thought he was yeah. still in being righteous mind. and inflict- and enacting yeah. justice, which is like, that's pretty dark. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'm changing mine to a 6.8. <laughs> I just knocked it down... Three tenths. You know, I've never done a point, so I just do the number. I know. Mm. I do the point. I like to be specific. No, you and Mike do the points. It's good. Like pitchfork. Yeah. Yeah. Six point eight. Mr. Michael. This is a difficult one because he murdered four people, and the uh, the one that sucks the most is the daughter of his attorney and her boyfriend. That is real. I wish he hadn't done that, especially. Um, He didn't seem like he was. Yeah, like a. A sinister guy who's like, I'm gonna mm. be bad. He thought he was doing good, but because, but he, the fact that he thought, but that murdering people was righting a wrong seems also bad. Um, I struggling. like that I he liked comedy as a comedian. Yes. I like that he's shouting out I, to you know. I can see you struggling, Michael, to to squirt out this little turd of mm-hmm. a score. Yeah, I'm gonna give. Him, <laughs> wow, I'm gonna give him a seven point four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, we hope we we enlightened and entertained you, listeners. Yep, it was a you know, and and um, at, we will absolutely again at another time. 
be doing a our uh, our classic NXS Family Guy <laughs> song parody bit. Yeah, yeah. maybe sure that when it's a bit back. more appropriate. Yeah. Yes. 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 Tonight it wasn't. Maybe. No. But, uh, not taking it out. Thank you so much for coming on by Evil Men Ranch. Stop by any other time. And that looks like it was another great, fun episode of Evil Man. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 